You are listening to the PFG Vibecast. I am your co-host, Julie Voigt, and with me as always is Mr. Russell Baxter. Russell, take it away. Joining us on the PFG Vibecast tonight is John Kime um, from ESPN, who covers the Washington Redskins, been doing it uh, for more than two decades. John, welcome to the show tonight. Hey, thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, Julie and I have been doing our history series as we get ready for the Pro Football of Fame, which in just over two weeks uh, is the Hall of Fame game and then the Gold Jacket Dinner and, of course, uh, the enshrinement ceremonies as well. Um, you know, when I think about the Washington Redskins, obviously longtime proud franchise, um, Joe Gibbs, three Super Bowl titles uh, with three different teams. Uh, the franchise goes back years and years and years. But one of the things I always talk think about when I think about uh, the Washington Redskins is their storied rivalry with the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, John, for a while now, you've been able to see that up close and personal. Um, it seems like it's as intense as ever. You know, it sometimes is, and and I don't. Let me say this: I don't think it's it'll. It hasn't been like what it was in the '70s or '80s, mainly mm-hmm. because I think the success of the teams. And back then, the Redskins were a were a top franchise for a couple decades. And during that time, there you know there were times where the Cowboys were one of the teams to beat in the NFL. So they haven't been, you know, those teams haven't been to that level when they've met for the most part in a while now, or, you know, now a couple of years ago, they played on Thanksgiving and both teams were in pretty good shape and the numbers were off the charts for Fox. I mean, you know, that tells you that the rivalry is still, I think, strong in the public eye um, in, as far as like the interest goes, because I think there are a lot of people who do remember when it was, what it was and and how fun that was i didn't grow up in washington but i certainly enjoyed watching those games and following those games because it was such an intense rivalry and i do think like in washington your fans here still hate the cowboys i mean they, <laughs> that's not that's that's not going to change i think where it's where it's been simmering for a while is from a national perspective because the redskins haven't been relevant to a title level for most of the last couple of decades. And because the Cowboys, you know, they haven't won a Super Bowl since the mid nineties either. So that has kind of cooled it nationally, but I know here the fans, the fans here, they still hate them and that's not going to change anytime soon. Well, I mean, there's, there's no question, you know, I know from, uh, you know, in the league for a while and also in social media and so on with different groups and so on. There's no question the passion of the Washington Redskins fan base. Can you talk a little about that, John, and, and you know, what you've encountered, uh, you know, doing this for as long as you have? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, growing up when I, I was not here. I mean, I grew up in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. That's a very passionate fan base. And when I moved here and when I started covering the Redskins, you know, I mean, it's clear that this – it was clear at that time and that – what a passionate fan base it was. And they were obviously winning at the time when I first started. Well, when I, they weren't far removed from their winning when I started covering them. And so the remnants of that success was still there, but that was a, 
these fans were passionate, you know, by my understanding, before they even started winning. And they were selling out games in the 60s when they weren't winning. So there's a, there's a definite strong history here. It's been very hard for this fan base the last several years in particular. And I think there's been a steady decline in whether it's interest or um, I don't think the passion has gone as much as it, it's for some people. They just because there are a lot of people who are angry, and when you're still angry, you still have the passion. Mm-hmm. I think what's been trouble, what's been troubling, is that over the last several years, there are some people who just say they're numb to what's going on with them, and because I think they're just tired of never winning or or being Charlie Brown and someone else is losing holding the ball and they go to kick and it's the ball's pulled away all the time. So like, you know, you had you had R G three here and it looked like he's gonna be a ten year star for them and then he wasn't. You know, you had the fans thought they had a guy in Scott McLuhan who was gonna transform the franchise. I think you talk to people inside the organization now and they would disagree with that assessment, but that was the perception. And um, that happened. And so, like, you know, you had a guy, Kirk Cousins, here, started to look like he was going to go to certain point here, and they would, they didn't pay him, or they, they couldn't get a deal, whatever, whoever's at fault, it didn't happen. You know, so I think every time there was any level of promise, Joe Gibbs comes back for four years, and two of them are several games under 500. So it's just been like one thing after another. And I just, I, I, there's times where you just feel bad for this fan base because they want something to grab onto to say, this is, you know, this is the hope that I now have for this franchise. But I think it's been difficult for a lot of people to do that because they haven't given them enough reason to. I mean, they haven't won. They haven't, Russell, they haven't won 11 games in a season since 1991. Mm. I mean, that's, that's, you know, think about that. They've won, yes. since they won the Super Bowl, I think they've only won it. I think it's three playoff games, maybe four. I can't remember. I always have to double check that. But that's since they won the Super Bowl in '91. You know, so they're the, it's just been very difficult. And I, you know, you go to these games when they're there, and like you, you just know that there are times where they just want to grab onto something, and they, they like they push themselves to grab onto something, and then it just evaporates. And last year. They, they were six and three and, and mm-hmm. they had a big game against Houston and Josh Norman tried to get the fan base riled up. And during that game, they were intense and Alex Smith breaks his leg and he's, you know, he may never play again. And the team wins one more game. I mean, it's just, it's bizarre stuff. It's Sean Taylor's murder. I mean, you know, just one thing after another. And, and so I think it's been difficult, but you know, it's funny because the attendance here last year, Russell wasn't very good. Um, Certainly not compared to what it was. But when you go on the road, you still get thousands of Redskins fans and right. at a game. And so it's it's still a storied franchise. I just think that a lot of people here have felt like they've been battered and it's been difficult for them to keep rising up. You know, one of the things I was able to enjoy, and I've, I've been to FedEx Field, obviously, uh, but I remember being at – at least one preseason game at RFK Stadium, and that that stadium had a personality of its own. Um, yes. I, you know that the, the the way I remember being in the press box, John, and, and press box moving. Um, yes. And again, absolutely. this was a summer game. I mean, I, I, again, can you talk about that a little and so on? What 
what the ambiance of RFK was like opposed to um, like at FedEx Field. Oh, well, it's night and day. And that's part of the problem here is that FedEx Field, now, Jack Ken Cook built it with his own money. Mm-hmm. And so you always have to remember that. And But it's not the best stadium. It's, it's kind of a sterile atmosphere. Um, I think if, let me, let me say this, if they're winning 11, 12 games every year, people are flocking to FedEx field. So, gotcha. you know what I mean? So, so given all, but again, I go back to what I was saying there. They, they haven't given them enough reason to have sustained, to sustain enthusiasm for the franchise like they had at RFK. And when you go to a game there, you could feel it. You'd see the stands on one side, their portable stands that would bounce up and down. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I never sat in the, that part of the stands there, um, but I talked to people who, who had, and they'd be there with a friend or a spouse or whatever, and they didn't the, – the, if you weren't ready for that to, bouncing, it might frighten you. <laughs> You'd be yeah. like, what the heck's going on? But you're right. You, you would get the, the bouncing. You could feel stuff in the, in the press box, but you could feel the sound too. You could feel the energy in the crowd as well. And it's just something that we, you know, in the time that I've covered them at FedEx, you just haven't had that enough. I mean, there was a point in 2012, last game of the year against Dallas. This is a really good atmosphere today. It's just like for, but for our, it was always for a season, not for a game. But again, the franchise gave the fans reason to feel and to bring that energy. But, um, you know, so I think that's also part of it. But it was also, it was also more intimate. RFK was just a more intimate setting. There was, you know, 50, I think it was 57,000 people, something like that. FedEx is a bigger stadium. It was 80,000. Mm-hmm. They expanded to 90. They've had to cut it back. I, I just think it became too big, too many club seats. And so, you know, it, it's just, it's not the best environment. But again, they need to, this team needs to give them a reason to bring that energy that they used to have at, at RFK. And RFK was really fun to go to. It really was. I mean, it was a special place, and the, the franchise made it special, but the place itself was special for football because of what happened there and because of the energy and, and the enthusiasm in that state. Last question, John. Um, do you have a favorite Redskins moment you know, either since you've been covering the team or even before then that stands out, you know, maybe for you a moment that epitomizes the Washington Redskins? Oh, boy, I don't – I don't know if I have – the problem is some of the moments that would epitomize them in my tenure covering them are probably not great ones. I mean, <laughs> Robert Griffin third going down with an injury, you know? I mean, that, yeah. that was a – that was a – tough tough blow for the franchise and i'd have to really think about that but i would go back to also one with griffin too the the run he had against that listen let me tell you that 2012 season with griffin was an exciting one and Mm -hmm. it was fun to cover them and it was you know it was fun to go to those games because of what the and again i talk about energy he had that energy and he brought that energy and they had a game against minnesota in which he had an electrifying 76 yard touchdown run that basically finished the game, and that was something. So I think that year stood out has stood out for me because it was so new and unique what he was doing and what they were doing with him with his own read and 
and the the talent that he had and the excitement that that his his game meant for the NFL and what it was doing and you know up until that injury and so I think that that whole year I think was probably stood out and then I'd have to look you know there were times with Daryl Green where he did things and you know it's fun to watch that and um, it's been fun it was fun to watch guys like Champ Bailey early in his career do things it was fun to watch Sean Taylor do things and he had a return against Dallas off a blocked field goal um, I think it was blocked field goal or, or missed field goal or whatever that he ended up with it and just an electrifying run to set up a game-winning field goal those kind of moments stand out but and I, and I I'll go back to 2012 that last game where they won the game and then they sets up they win they beat Dallas the night game it's electrifying atmosphere they have a playoff game against Seattle at home. They're winning 14 nothing, And then the, in, the knee just kept getting worse for Griffin. And, you know, so what had, could have been a glorious moment went bad. And I think that kind of sums up, unfortunately, the franchise for most of the time that I've covered them. Yeah, under, understood. Yeah, it's, it's not been the best of times. And, uh, you know, like, like you – And that's – and that's yeah. not to say everything is bad because listen, no. I, I love going to games, but but unfortunately during you know my tenure, they just haven't won that much. I think there's been some fun moments like when Joe Gibbs returned the mm-hmm. first game he's there, and you know and Clinton Portis with a long touchdown run against Tampa. Those kind of moments are fun, and it's you know it's like it's it's a fun story to cover, and um, I'm looking forward to Dwayne Haskins this year or his future, because I don't know when it's going to happen, but whenever he starts to go in, because when you have guys like that, then it becomes a different sort of situation, and it gives a franchise hope. And I think that's what Griffin did that season, and that's why I think it was a lot of fun to cover, because you, you thought that maybe for this fan base that they were going to see something special, not just that year, but for, for 10 more years to come, but again, when I say that, I, you know, I'm sure Redskins fans who listen to this are going to say, it's just going to bring back a, yeah, that was a fun year. And then their shoulders are just going to sag because that's where it ended, you know? And I think that's just a shame for the city, this fan base, because it is a lot. I think the NFL is a lot of fun when this team is going. And when that rivalry, you go back to the rivalry with the Cowboys, when that game means something, it's just more fun. And the NFC East is better. And when the NFC East is better, I'm kind of a snob this way, but I think the NFL is better. Well, no, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier um, the fact that, you know, while attendance, you know, might not have been great when they go on the road, you know, the, the many Redskin fans, to me, they're still very yeah. much a national team just because, you know, a team hasn't been as successful in terms of winning a championship recently doesn't mean that they're not still very, very ingrained in the NFL landscape. And I think the Redskins are certainly uh, one of those teams. Uh, John, I can't – Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say absolutely. And I think, you know, you know, listen, you know how ESPN is, and and they they want stories that are relevant and to cover teams that are relevant. The Redskins have been a 500 team at best over the last four years and really over the last – you know, 20 years and 10 years, whatever they, it's, they, they're probably, they're below that. So they haven't been a successful franchise yet. 
they still make news and it's mm. because they do have a net more of a national following um, or at least they resonate more nationally than let's say a team like Arizona, you know, I mean, or, or some, there are a lot of other teams that if they had the same record over the last four years, you would not hear a peep from them. And it's not just because the drama that's created. It's because, and some of that is, I mean, some of the things just happen here, but I also think that there's an interest still there in this franchise. And like, you know, you, you're, there's a lot of, there are a lot of fans who are upset with management of this franchise, the ownership and whatever. Um, so the, the passion I think still exists, but I think, I think they need to start winning again soon to make sure that they don't lose more of their fans. Well, as we see in this league all the time, you know, reversals of fortune very, very quickly. The last two years, we've yeah, seen absolutely. four teams go from last place. And the Redskins didn't finish in last place. I understand that. But, um, you know, for a while there, if you finished last in the NFC East, you won the division the following year. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Remember, remember the Eagles. The Eagles were a last place team. The next year, they were Super Bowl champions. So that's the you know that's you never know beauty listen, of the, the Redskins were, NFL. Absolutely, and listen, the Redskins were in a situation last year. They're mm-hmm. six and three going before the Alex Smith injury, and it wasn't just the Alex Smith injury. It was a lot of other injuries that just added up. But that was the that was a big one for them. They were six and three and leading the division, right. and you kind of said to yourself. I think they're going to win it. I think they're going to win nine or 10 games and they're going to win it. And then all that happened. Then you're like, I don't know how they're going to win another game. And actually I give them credit because they were better in most of those games than I thought they would have been. Um, but, um, you know, so they, it's just, you're right. You, the thing with this, with this league, it's, it's about health. And I think that, you know, there are a lot of questions surrounding them, but it is about health. And um, you, you just don't know. And that's why you go to these games and you, Right, you know, we can spend a whole off season speculating about something, and it goes completely opposite yeah. over the next six months. And you say, "Oh well, okay, we'll do this again next year." So, well, speaking of health, you gave us a healthy analysis of the state of the Redskins, um, and I can't thank you enough for coming on tonight. Uh, you know, obviously, training camps around the corner; you got a lot to do. Uh, but I appreciate you coming on, John, and I hope to talk to you again once then down the road. Awesome. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure, John. Thank you. Well, it was fun talking to John, uh, John Kime, and you can follow John Kime um, on Twitter at John underscore K-E-I-M. Covers the Washington Redskins, been doing it for more than two decades. Gave us a little taste of of history with the franchise and of course the rivalry uh, with the Dallas Cowboys um, and talked a lot about the current state of the organization, the franchise and the team. And and like we both agreed, the passionate fan base uh, that we see down in, in DC and Landover and so on. Um, thanks for joining us tonight for PFG vibe or Julie noted underscore PFG and for backs football guru. Thanks for listening to the 28th edition of the PFG Vibecast. Good night.